It's not every day you get to be up close and personal with wombats. Watching them munching on grass, crunching on carrots, sucking on a bottle. wrestling in a lounge room. <laughs> or doing a poo. The life of a wombat is somewhat surprising. I'd always thought wombats were timid and shy creatures. Aloof, I guess. But spending time with Kate Mooney's wombats on Flinders Island, I quickly discover this isn't the case at all. I'm so glad he's sharing himself around. <laughs> Sitting here, he's trying to feed the others. He's trying to get up and put him up, and he gets on the table and knocks everything off. And... Does he want to get up? Yep. Right. Does he want to get down? He wants to chew things. You've got to watch everything. You do. Your yeah. laces have been chewed. Oh my goodness, Micah, you're very persistent. He's very persistent, they're very determined. Over the years, Kate has come to know the behaviours and obsessions of wombats intimately. And she's learnt that you have to move quickly when they're around. They've chewed their way through her wooden and fly screen doors, dug holes all over her yard, chewed her shoelaces, pillows. Despite all this though, Kate clearly finds them irresistible. Hello, little fella. That's my favourite little tiny man. You're beautiful. Kate has been living on Flinders, an island in the Bass Strait, northeast of Tasmania, for around 40 years, and has been looking after orphaned baby wombats for much of that time. And once, yes, you just get addicted. They're just amazing creatures. Singular determined, I'm going to do this and nothing's going to stop me. So this wasn't a plan for you, looking after wombats, it just happened? It just happened. I could give them the first wombat 34 years ago or something. And that was it. Don't you bite me. I don't bite you. Don't you bite me. Don't you bite me. Please. Kate has loved animals ever since she was a young girl. As a child growing up in Georgetown in northern Tasmania, she spent as much time as she could going to pony club. When she was 12 or 13, she went on a pony club camp to Flinders Island and met a family who'd just moved to the island from Victoria. Years later, she ran into them at a restaurant in Launceston. And thought I'd come over for a, for a, you know, a week holiday between finishing exams, getting results. Getting in. in 1981, Kate returned to Flinders to work as a Jillaroo for the family. So I came, came over and did two years with them, then went off to Hawkesbury College and did an egg science degree up there and came back the end of 85. Kate's been on Flinders ever since and it's not hard to see why she stayed. It is a very beautiful place. She describes it as the Bay of Fires, Tasmania's iconic northeastern coastal region, on steroids. But it's not just the beauty, she says, it's the people as well. It's a very interesting, interested population. And we've chosen to live here. Mm. Yeah. And now 
it's a great place. As I said, it's like the Bay of Fire and Steroids. You've got the beaches, you've got the scenery. Kate has spent most of her days on the island as a wool classer. But nowadays, she spends less time in shearing sheds and more time as a wombat carer. She reckons caring for baby wombats trumps caring for other wildlife. Once you get a wombat after having a wallaby, you just won't go back to a wallaby because they haven't got the personality of a wombat. Most people who come to Tasmania for the first time comment on the amount of roadkill, but on islands such as Flinders, there's a lot more. It's understood that the population of wallabies, paddy melons and wombats is far greater due to the extensive open pastures on the island. Settlers who came to live there cleared the lands for cattle and sheep farming. Kate says wombat roadkill always spikes after they get rain following a dry spell. The moisture goes off to the side of the road so you get a green pick there and that's why you get a, a spike in roadkill after when it's been drying after a rain. And what's the process like? How do you check for a young one? Uh, you upend it and see if it's got a baby in its pouch. Mm -hmm. And what about the ones with... Do they have sometimes the babies are wandering around them? Yes, yeah? yes. So that's how Scotty was found. He was found wandering around. His mother had been hit a few days before. I tell her how sad it all seems, but she tells me it's not so sad if you think they're being given another chance. Out there, they wouldn't have survived at all. For Kate, the sad part is if they die in her care. That's hard, she says. It breaks your heart when they die, when you've had them. Mm. You've got to consider that, you know, they've lived longer than they would have done if you hadn't taken them. Yeah. My very first meeting with Kate is at a local cafe in Whitemark, one of the main towns on Flinders Island. She's just finished the morning school bus run. There's a bit of a buzz about the place, with locals grabbing their morning coffee. When I walk up to greet Kate, she's deep in conversation with a local, and they're talking wombats. Beck's got a couple of wombats. Hi, how are you? Yes, Hello. yes, I do. There's the baby one. No, they're big oh, now. Well, they're big now. Abby and Joey. The cafe's loud inside, and outside it's windy, so neither is ideal for recording. But it's here that I get a brief glimpse of Flinders Island life. Everyone knows everyone, it seems. With a population of less than a thousand, that's probably not that surprising. After a bit of chat, getting to know each other, Kate gets straight to it. What's your plans for the day? Um, just to hang out with you, if you don't mind. Well, we may as well go up to my place yeah. in one car. We don't have to take two cars. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right. Well, let's go home and see the wombats. Hello boys. Oh, hello kids. Hello. So this is Pippa. Pippa. Pippa was, she was only 720 grams. I got her on June 24th. And this is Mabel. Mabel was a week later. How do you find the names? Pippa was named after, it was my friend Pip's birthday, so I named her after her. Mabel was named by the woman that found her. This is Marcus. Marcus have only had a couple of weeks. And he's not that tame. He's not as tame as the others, but he's very gorgeous. <laughs> Hello, Marcus. You're a good boy. Now, this is Scotty. You right there, Scotty? Okay, it's okay, Scotty. And then this is Josh. Josh is beautiful. He's just gorgeous, and he sometimes has a bottle. 
So the, I did have another one, Ryan, after the policeman Ryan, but yeah, he was a, he died, as we said. Mm. We'll go and see if the others are inside, the three big boys. Kate lives on acreage on the west of the island in an old farmhouse. The wombat she's had over the years, around 150, have made themselves quite at home. In the yard, there are burrows dug out by the older wombats and pens, fences and dog kennels where the smaller wombats are kept safe. When they get to a certain age, they all go back into the wild. This is the bigger boys. Oh, there they are. Oh. Hello, Micah. <laughs> oh. So Micah was only tiny. He was 430 grams or 440 grams in November. Here we go. So he's just, he's very sociable. But he will go wild eventually. Okay. And this is the gorgeous Graham. Graham's just beautiful. He's gorgeous. He's just gorgeous. Graham had been found down south and was dehydrated with his, with his dead mother and looked terrible. Mm. Had a wound on his side. But he survived. He's wow. a good boy. So there's another one, the same size as that one, called Button. Where's Button? Hello, Button. How are you, big boy? Aww. Hello, Button. So when I first get them, I carry them around in, a, in an apron. Okay. Like a little pouch, so they get used to my smell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they do go wild. The aim is for them to go wild, so they will eventually go wild. Aside from looking after the many wombats that come into her care, Kate does a whole lot of other things on the island. She's chief instructor at the local pony club. She drives the school bus on weekdays. She gathers material for a regular segment on ABC local radio. And up until recently, she was a volunteer at the Weiberlena Museum. She does all of this in between bottle feeding several times a day and keeping the juveniles, like Micah, out of trouble. Did you say Micah's got a... A nice personality, or oh yes, yeah. He's just an annoying teenager. Annoying. And what does he do that's annoying? He just wants to be with you. Wants to climb up on oh, you. Okay. Wants to reach your hair. <laughs> Tries to trip you up all the time. But yeah, the most the most work with them is the cleaning up after them because they make so much mess. Mm. Hi boys. Oh. <laughs> Kate wanders off to hang out her washing and I spend some time getting to know the big boys. Up until now, I've never spent any time with wombats. I've only ever seen them from a distance in the wild. Hanging out with Micah, Button and Graham, I get to see their behaviour. When they're not munching on grass, they're having a good old scratch. That was a big scratch. And I discover they do love to chew things. Micah discovers my microphone cord and becomes obsessed. Oi! No, 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 no! And then he discovers my shoelaces. Ow! No! Micah, give me my shoelace. Micah! Ow! No! I wander back inside to see what Kate's up to. if you're having one. Oh yeah, I'd love tea. Once the tea is ready, it's time for the little wombats to have their bottles. Kate shows me how it's done. So the easiest, who have you got? Mabel, 
They are really endearing. You can see why you're besotted with them. <laughs> yeah, they are very endearing. So, they're upside down in Mum's pouch. Here's the pouch. Hang on. I just need to get closer. So here's the pouch. So the teats are this way. So they're in upside down. So that's why I have them on their back, because they're upside down in the pouch. And you hold them quite tightly with, the, with your knees. And there's a flap of skin that goes over the teats. So that's why I put my hand over their eyes, to replicate that. Oh. And this is all basically self-taught. She's a good girl, she just opens her mouth. She's not going to drink it now, though. <laughs> Hang on, baby girl. So, yeah, slide it in. And then I tend to rock and whatever, which sort of mimics mum walking around. So she has to have three times a day, so morning, before I drive the bus, lunchtime, and in the evening. So, we're having, oh. uh, yeah, she can't leave anything around, or that's we just get into it. Come up here, maybe. You know, isn't that one, baby? I know. You're going to push that off. Push that off. Where are you? That's dead weird girl. Me. Hey, what about me? I'm going to eat the towel. I get the sense that Kate looks after wombats because she sees it as a job that someone needs to do. But it's obvious they were made for each other. What would life be like without wombats? Well, I'd have a lot less work. <laughs> the house wouldn't look like this. Now, who hasn't had a bottle? Hello. Hello. Hello, little man. How are you? You can do it some of the carrot. You're being a very brave boy. You're a good 